Welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Liam. And I'm Ollie. And for those of you that don't know, or for any new listeners, each episode we take a topic that we know very little about and we give ourselves just a week to read and research all about it. The idea being, we do the hard work and then we share what we feel are the most important pieces of information with you. Yep, and we are absolutely not experts in anything that we talk about. This episode is um, testament to that fact. Uh, it's just a summary of our findings, but hopefully if we share just a little bit of knowledge with you all, we can all learn a little bit more about a whole lot of things. Sounds good to me, Liam. Let's get on with this week's topic, which is superglue. So if we've got any listeners from last week, Ollie, last week we were talking about Albert Einstein and this week we're talking about superglue. Isn't that just exactly what this podcast is all about? We've gone from one thing to a completely different thing. Yeah, absolutely no, no link between the two. But hopefully everybody learning a little bit more about a whole lot of things. That's the whole idea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superglue. What an absolute random two guys, one topic Topic. this is. Um, what did you know about superglue? <laughs> what did you I know about superglue before we started? I actually used some today. Like coincidentally, I thought I need to say that later. Had um had a little pop thing break, so super glued it back together. So obviously you know what it is. It's it's that that's really sticky glue that a lot of people will have stored away in a cupboard somewhere. And it's always that same thing. Whenever you then come back round to use it, it's sort of like seized up and sealed up. And it's not as good as what you wanted it to be when you actually then go to use it. But yeah, yeah I got just a little bit of idea about what it is from using it, but not much more than that. How about yourself? Firstly, I just need to correct you, and a lot of people will be screaming into their, however they're listening to this. It's not stored in a cupboard, Ollie. It will be stored in a drawer in your kitchen, okay? It will <laughs> yes. be the junk drawer. That drawer that's full of absolute gump, like keys and... Old and, batteries. Yeah, whatever that drawer is, screwdrivers and screws and like... Elastic bands. Just, yeah, that drawer... That's where the glue is, all right? It's not a cupboard. Come on now, get it right. Okay, I also, turns out I was slightly off. I was sure I knew that this was invented in the war to stick people back together. Ah, I think okay. I told you that when you said we were going to do this. I, I'm sure I remembered that fact. And I am actually a bit wrong by that. So if there's other people thinking that, we will explain where that comes from. And um, that is a thing. Yeah, I thought it was invented to stick people's stomachs back together, you know, like on the battlefield and things okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it turns out it's, that's not too dissimilar from what really happened. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. Like, like you said, I've used it, but like, why is it so? Why is it super? Why is it so super? That that's the the question, isn't it? So we we've had glues have been around for forever. So we we've always had you know as humans the the need or the want to be able to stick to random things together for whatever reason and we've used a whole host of different materials over the years so like tree sap has been used beeswax uh -huh. sort of like egg white if you whisk them together and then let them set i sometimes think that um like porridge like ready break if you leave that to dry huh. 
dries like concrete. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but Weetabix. Yeah, yeah Weetabix. That dries like You leave that more than 10 minutes and it is solid. <laughs> so there's there's been glues and adhesives and things that have been in place that have been using for, for years and years. Um, but I think there was some some thinking that, that glue used to come from horses' hooves, which there's a little bit of truth to that throughout history. It has been used. But um, but yeah, there's it's normally like animal byproducts have been used then to to use glues. But what we're talking about today is something quite specific, isn't it? Yeah, we are talking about Merriam-Webster's definition, a very strong glue whose chief ingredient is cyanoacrylate, and it becomes adhesive through polymerization. The Cambridge Dictionary calls this a brand name for a very strong, quick, quick drying glue. We're talking yeah. about that one, the super sticky glue, basically. And just for, for people listening out there, there is a slight difference between a glue and an adhesive. Okay. So there is actually a defin definition of this. So a glue is an adhesive, but not all adhesives are glues. Okay. So glues, they're derived from natural sources, like I was saying, like plants or animal byproducts, but adhesives are synthetic. So they're, they're man-made and it's because of the manufacturers of them. They use the term glue and adhesive interchangeably. So we just do it as well now. So quite often you're actually buying an adhesive, but it's labeled as a glue, like super glue. And we'll come on to find out that super glue is a completely man-made substance. Okay. I see. I'm with you. Like all fingers are thumbs and thumbs are fingers, whichever way around that saying is. Yeah. All fingers are thumbs, but thumbs aren't fingers, or is it the other way around? All thumbs are fingers, but fingers. I think it's all thumbs are fingers, but fingers aren't thumbs. Oh dear. I don't know. We'll put that in the wrap up. I'll I'll go back and find that out for everybody. One of them. That's it's something like that, isn't it? Um, when we say super glue, just we've got listeners probably in lots of places. There are now other brands that are very similar, and they, they even use the name super glue as well when we talk about super glue. Um, that's a good point. Like. Like crazy glue, that is a, a is, they have the same ingredients. So a crazy glue, Loctite, JB Weld super glue, Elmer's super glue. Yeah. They're, they're just uh, all so different I'm, brand names, aren't they, from around the world, but they've all got the same recipe. Similar to when we learned about paracetamol. Yep. If you fancy going to learn that, put you on the spot, Ollie. How, what's the official name for paracetamol? Because I can't remember it, but I can sort of remember how it starts. No, it's completely gone out of my head. It's completely isn't it, gone. Isn't it ac aceta something? Acetamenophen. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> it'll come back to me just halfway through this episode. I'm sure I'll just shout it out. Or if it doesn't, yeah. it'll be in my sleep tonight all of a sudden. Acetamenophen. Okay, so acetamenophen. Aceta, no, there's, there's a P in there somewhere, isn't there? That's why the paracetamol, acetaparamenophil or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, that's a previous episode, right? We're digressing. Right. So we're learning about superglue. Okay. Um, I mentioned there, you might know it as a cyanoacrylate glue. I absolutely you? don't. But you might, if you were a scientist, <laughs> you might know that it contains C5H5NO2. And that is its almost only ingredient. You would know yeah. that, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, no idea. So you might hear us saying the word today, cyanoacrylate, which is the type of glue, is the type of adhesive 
that it um that super glue is so yes cyanoacrylate late isn't it acrylate yeah cyanoacrylate potatoes potatoes yeah Yeah, i guess it depends how you pronounce it so how how i think we were going to start today with like so how does this cyanoacrylate how how does it why is it so sticky like how did that become a glue like how does it work first of all i guess so yeah, I I didn't realise this, but it's made sense when when looking into it this week. Is the thing that makes a uh, cyanacrylate or cyanacrylate glue bond is when it comes into the presence of moisture, and yeah. without that, it doesn't really work. It doesn't work very well. It can't stick or it can't form a bond. So yeah, it needs that moisture presence in order to work. Yeah, it's called polymerization. It's um when when the cyanoacrylate comes into contact with something called hydroxyl ions in water, the water makes all the molecules in this in this like in this resin start linking up with each other, and as they all link up to each other, it then gets really really strong. If you imagine like a room full of people, if you all start holding hands. For a little while, you can still move around, right? This is like yes. all the bonds are starting to, to join inside this resin. You can all start moving around. But as more and more of you hold hands with each other, you eventually stop being able to move because everyone's holding onto each other's hands, right? Imagine I'm like a yeah. massive group of people linking arms. You can't move anymore. That's essentially what happens with this cyanoacrylate. They, the water kicks off this process of them starting to hold hands or starting to join onto each other. And the reason that it then does work and it does bond so many surfaces together is because there's usually there's a little bit of moisture in the surfaces, even if we don't really realize it. And there's even just from our fingers, for example, because we're always, you know, there's always respiring and there's always water um, coming out of our bodies that's really knowing it, then that's why it sticks to us so well. And the the difference as well and how how superglue works is about how extremely fast that that compound reaction takes place. Yeah, yeah. And that compound reaction is called a curing process. That's when you're talking about okay. the, you know, how it then that that chemical reaction takes place. It cures and then ends up in its final state, if you like, and that's where yeah. two rock things solid. have been yeah brought together and it's rock solid. Yeah. And there's water, like you're saying, there's water everywhere. Everywhere's got like a tiny amount of water on. So you want to glue two things together. You put this cyanoacrylate resin onto it, and there will be a small amount of water on that surface. And as soon as it touches it, it starts reacting, which is why, like you're saying, you know, if you've used it, it goes hard pretty quickly. Yes. And you want to get the two things together quite quickly because once it goes hard and solid, it just grabs hold of the two things. And um, it's pretty hard. I... I was interested, like other glues don't work like that, do they? That's what no. makes this different. Why does this, why does this happen so quick? Because, because of this reaction. But other glues, you know, like, like white glues, like PVA glue, that doesn't yep. work like that. And you might have heard of epoxy resins. They don't work like that either. And no. they're both quite common, sub, like, like different glues, aren't they? It's, yeah, as, as a really high level, that whole curing process of glues can be facilitated by a whole different type of factors which as we were saying for super glue is moisture or it could be heat helps another glue it could be radiation it could be light so uv light or what i wasn't aware of 
for PVA glue, which is that that white one that you would probably use, you know, at school or doing arts and crafts and stuff. Yeah. That one works by dehydration effectively. So that's where the moisture then evaporates from the glue and then it hardens. So that one, yeah. that one's the opposite. It doesn't, it doesn't want moisture. It needs the moisture to, to be evaporated and to leave it, it then to harden. Which is why it takes long. Um, well, yeah, what it does is the water goes, all the, all of the glue that's got stuck in all the crevices, like the, the, you know, you can't even see them. That becomes like this sticky latex and then it sticks. Yes. It doesn't stick until it's, until the, the liquid, um, the, yeah, no, the liquid has evaporated out of it, which happens through heat, which is why you can make it, you know, it goes harder, quicker if it's hot because the water, the liquid in there disappears. And then I don't know, have you ever watched people make like epoxy resin worktops and like they, they fill things, they, they take like, that's, they make a desk out of like an that old That sounds like a, um, a YouTube rabbit hole that you've got stuck in there. <laughs> hey, I've watched loads of those where they make like waterfall tables and things. They use this suit. I don't know if you've ever seen an epoxy resin, it goes super, super hard. You can make desks out of it and things, but to do it, you have to mix two like two um, substances together, and one is called the hardener. And you mix in this hardener, and then that creates the chemical reaction that makes it start going hard. But it takes ages and ages and ages. Super glue that we're talking about can take like ten seconds. Yes, which is probably why it's super. You know, these epoxy <laughs> resins are rock solid, but they take a long time, and you know they require a lot of it, I guess. So yeah, just a couple of different glues. Like they don't all work the same, and um, yeah, super glue works through just just a tiny amount of water kicks off this chemical reaction. That's it. That's it. But we we said much earlier on that super glue it's not naturally found. There's not a super glue tree out there where people are taking the resin from this that... tree and, and bot bottling it up. Um, it's it's synthetic. It's man made. It's got quite a nice little origin story to it. Shall we maybe have a little look about how and why it got invented? Yeah, yeah, go. Guy called Harry Coover, right? Yes. Working for Kodak Laboratories. I think that's like the camera company, isn't it? They do other it, things, but it's yeah, I, I recognize it as the camera company. It it kept on getting referred to as Eastman Kodak, which I was thinking, yeah. what's this Eastman Kodak? And I looked it up and it came up instantly with the Kodak logo. And it, yeah, it's the Kodak company, the ones that's famous for making cameras and, and what have you. But yeah, so this Dr. Harry Coover, he was he was a chemist and he was an inventor. And in 1942, he was as part of the war that's going on in World War II, 1942. He was trying to come up with a, a clear plastic for gun sights that the soldiers could then use. So yeah. you know, thinking what's a, maybe a cheaper way rather than having metal, could they come up with some plastics instead? And it could be super durable. So they're playing around with different substances and he came up with this, this chemical substance, but when he tried to use it, it dried super hard, super quick. And it wasn't any use to what he was trying to find. Like the endeavor that he was going after, it didn't make sense. So in 1942, he sort of discovered it, realized it wasn't fit for purpose and almost like threw it away. Yeah, undiscovered it, didn't he? he yeah, like you're saying, all these companies, they're, they're trying to help out with a war effort. So they're all doing anything they can to help. Yeah, and, and like you're saying, he's trying to make these. When we say gun sights, they're the things on the very top of a gun, aren't they? That That's you look it. down to, to aim the gun. And um, yeah, he, he messed around with this thing. And it was not only did it dry hard, he realized it was super sticky and it was just sticking to everything. 
Yeah. But really, really failed to realize what it was he'd invented. It's, isn't that funny? Like, like he's got super glue and everything's sticking together. Oh, this is rubbish. This doesn't work. So, uninvented it almost and just, just tossed it aside. A bit like they did with Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. <laughs> If you want to listen to that episode, I can't say the words still. They did the same thing, didn't they? They invented they it and then thought it was disgusting and then sacked it off for a couple of years. That's one of my favorite stories we have ever learned on this podcast, by the way. I like the that. invention of Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> anyway, so he uninvents it. He uninvents yep. this um, super glue. But then and comes it- back to it about 10 years later, doesn't he? Yeah. It wasn't until 1951... So the same person, Dr. Coover, he's he's then working at Eastman Kodak, as we said earlier. And what he was doing, he was then overseeing this project, which was to create heat-resistant acrylate polymer for jet canopies. Like, that's yeah, a mouthful. What what is that? So, so the, the the canopy of a of a jet is that you know where you see a, a small plane, like a fighter plane, and it's that clear plastic glass that goes above the yeah, the dome bit that they put the over their bit. head. Or yeah, yeah. So he was trying to come up with a substance that would be a heat resistant um, cover for, for jet canopies. Yeah. So he was working on that and he was then stumbled across again, this same substance that he'd made before. And it wasn't fit for purpose again, but this time, him and one of his colleagues called Fred Joyner decided that maybe it could be used for something else because this Fred Joyner guy, they had this substance, realized it was useless for what they wanted. And he just decided to stick to those like um, clear glass cubes together. Yeah. Sometimes that you'd see, you know, where light gets shone through and it bounces off like a prism type thing. Got yeah. this substance, stuck two of them together and realized with very, very little of the substance, it's stuck together rock hard super quickly. And that's yeah. when they then cottoned onto it. Actually, we might have something here. Yeah, they put in a pattern. The pattern didn't actually go in for like another I, 1956. So it's like five years later before I guess they've worked it out to be what they want it to be. Do you know what the pattern was called? It was called, they patented something called alcohol catalyzed cyanoacrylate adhesive compositions slash superglue. <laughs> and then they coined it, they gave it the marketing commercial sale name Eastman 910. Brilliant. Like, that sounds good. I'm just going to nip out and get myself a little bit of Eastman 910. Yeah. And, and, um, uh, to begin with, it was only a uh, they the, the um, Harry Coover said that it was only to be used in like industrial situations. It was only an industrial substance, yep. so it wasn't actually sold around the world. Even though it was super useful and worked an absolute treat, it was not sold to the general public for decades until like the seventies. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was partly, I think, because of the use of it as it dries so quickly and what you do with it and thinking, how could this actually be used? Is it safe? And all of that stuff that went with it. So they had this, um... they had this Eastman 910 and then it was not that long after that they then rebranded it and renamed it as super glue and super glue was born. When the patent ran out, a 
company called Loctite, which are a company today, they they rebranded their they they took it on. They rebranded it their own name as Loctite Quickset 404. Yeah. What do you want? Do you want some Eastman 910 or some Loctite Quickset 404? Like incidentally, do you know why it was called Eastman 910 instead no. of Superglue to begin with? I didn't see this. So there's not a definitive reason. Even the Superglue website doesn't actually say as much. Um, it is thought that 910 was just, it was the 910th thing that Eastman were working on. It was just the next number in the okay. line of things that they were working on. It was the 910th product that, that they were producing. So it just became Eastman 910. Okay. But a separate interview with Harry Coover, he said it's called 910 because you could count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 8, 9, 10, and it's bonded. But they don't know whether or not he only said that, like retrofitted it to the name Eastman 910 and just like, came up with that as like a, a flippant sort of like funny comment. That's a bit of a cooler story. So what, what they then did as well, so they've they've got this Eastman 910. It's then renamed to Superglue. Yeah, Loctite have got their Quickset 404. Um, to Harry Coover to promote it, he went on an American TV show and this is where you've only got a handful of channels back in the day as well. And it's all in black and white, but to try and prove how revolutionary this substance was, they put a few drops on a, I don't know, like a hockey puck sized disc. And then they then yep. stuck that to another hockey puck sized disc and let it set. And then that went up in the air and he then clung onto it. There was like a, you know, a bar holding the that hockey puck together, uh -huh. and he yeah. then got lifted into the air and was sort of like lifted around the the set of the TV studio just to show. Look, I only put a few drops on it, and it's already lifting a fully sized man around a, a TV studio. That's how uh, how brilliant it is. Yeah, it, I need to look into a bit more of that. Just before we started recording this, I was looking into something called tensile strength just how strong it is. Yep. It can hold 4,000 PSI. And, I, and then I stopped working out what that meant. So let me come back to us in the wrap-up and just tell you exactly how strong that is. Um, but yeah, I, I watched a more modern video. I sent it to you, actually. Of, they pick up a truck using superglue. So they, they, yeah, they do exact, almost the same thing. They stick two bits of metal together using superglue. And then on each end of the metal is two hooks. And then they use a crane to pick up a truck. Like a, a yeah. what do you call it? Like a U, like a yeah, you know, SUV. Yeah, you, it's yeah. a pretty big truck. Yeah, not a lorry. And anyway, they pick it off the floor, and it's it's glued with like a dozen drops of super glue. But yeah, I, I watched that, and it felt like it was. I was watching it so skeptical. I was like, this is just an advert for the glue. They're def they definitely haven't glued that together. <laughs> but super duper strong. So, um, so the, the glue that came out, it did slightly change from that original version. So in, in the 70s, there were lots of manufacturers of this cyanacrylate adhesives. Um, so we've said, we've named a few others there. There was Permabond and Loctite were, were all coming out with different glues and they accounted for about 75% of all the, the super glue sales that were happening. In 1982, there was an improved formula that came out, which was then a little bit safer to use. So it didn't have as such a, um, such a reaction. So, you know, it can get quite warm when it reacts. It, yeah, it, yeah. it didn't have, it's, it was lessened. So it was a bit safer to use. 
And then that's where it was then approved more and it then started to be um, put out there as a, a more commonly household thing that you should have. So, I mean, I won't be using superglue to pick up a truck, nor will I be using it to hold, to stick a bar up to the wall so I can hang off it. Um, Are you interested in do doing you, that, though? I, I mean, I just don't believe it. I, <laughs> I, I'm so sceptical. Like, there's another one where they superglue a chair to the wall and then sit on the chair, and the chair's just glued to the wall. I just don't believe that. I, it can't be that strong, <laughs> can it? Um, anyway... So what, what do normal people use it for? Like, yeah. what, what do you use superglue for? Like, you can think of loads of reasons. Do you want to just fire off some, some things you could use it for if you have never thought to use it? Yeah, a broken kid's toy. Um, putting some pottery back together. Yeah. Um, like, made in, like mending a wooden frame. I think people use it for model making, don't they? So it's quite popular yeah. for, by, for model makers. Um, so there's there's all sorts of just I'm, little um, reasons that, that you then might want to use it. I'm a cheapskate, so when my shoes break, I don't buy another pair. And so <laughs> I teach, I buy another pair at the end of the year. So I've got to keep going. So quite often I'll super glue my shoes back together. <laughs> so why have you got sellotape around your shoes? Because it's not <laughs> July yet. When it's July, I'll buy myself a new pair ready for September. Oh, uh, brilliant. So I, I quite often have glued, you know, quite a few years I've been walking around with super glued up shoes. But maybe, maybe the ones that I said, they're quite common. I don't know. Your one's <laughs> starting to move into the, the not so common uses, but there are but it does... quite a few not so common uses that, that are out there, aren't there? Well, I mean, this is so sticky. It sticks anything wood, metal, plastic, rubber, leather. Like you can stick most things together with this, including your skin. Yeah. And uh, this is where we get to my story that I started with about it was invented for the war. Now, it, it wasn't, because obviously we know it was invented in, in actually like 1950. Like they came about it in the middle of World War II, and then in 1950 it came out. But it did start getting used in the Vietnam War. Now, obviously it's already been invented at this point, so it wasn't invented for it, but it was, in, it was used in the Vietnam War and subsequently. Yes. Because it was so sticky, and they did... What they did is when, like, they, they like you were saying, there was a new, um, uh, like, they made it less toxic. So even nowadays, even today, it is used to stick people back together. Yeah, like, yeah, it's better so, than stitches and things like that. So what what happened was this Dr. Coover he created a version that was a, a spray version for the battlefield. Okay. So what would then happen is uh, in the wartime a lot of people would die because they would bleed out. So they would yes. get injured or they get wounds and they wouldn't then make it back to the hospital to then be treated correctly or try to be saved because they'd already bled out and they died. But what, what the U S army then realized is that they could um, stop those wounds by spraying this super glue on them, which would then prevent the bleeding, allow the wounded soldiers to make it back to the base and back to hospital and then be looked after and mended. Um, and this saved lots and lots of lives by having this spray on super glue. You, you're right at this point, <laughs> at this point, it still wasn't approved by the Food and Drug Administration. So the US's FDA, so it's not yeah. being it's not being declared as this is something super safe to use, but the army decided that it was it was safe enough, and that they should use it anyway. And so apparently, 
yeah, Kuva, this is one of his most proudest moments that he'd managed to help save yeah. that, that many people's lives. Yeah, he said, didn't he? It's, it, I'm very proud of the number of lives we've saved. It was, um, we said its original name, its posh actual official name is Alcohol Catalyzed Cyanoacrylate. And what they did is they switched the alcohol that was in it and it, and it became less, uh, less dangerous to our health. They used to have ethyl or methyl alcohol in it. And they swapped it to butyl or octyl. Like, I don't know what the difference is between any of those. But they basically switched out the alcohol, made it less toxic. And it, and then, it then um, became what was like medical grade, which means a bit safer. So then, Yeah, and they still became, use it now. It's, it's yeah. better than stitching people up in lots of cases. And, you know, morticians use it to stick eyes down yeah. and like keep your mouth closed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit grim, isn't it? But uh, yeah, yeah, still used, is used. And that's where the sort of. It, so in answer to my, was it used to stick people together? Yes. But was it invented for that? No. No. So it's like very close to being true, though. Um, that's not the only strange use, though, is it? No. No, you've got it for uh, like rock climbers use it, apparently. So for... Stick them the wall. Stick... <laughs> yeah, that's right. They wouldn't get very They're going to fall off in case of emergency. <laughs> oh, I'm slipping. <laughs> Glue themselves on. <laughs> they only ever get to the first... The first part of their climbing, then they're stuck. No, no, no. It's more for their for their fingers, for for the tips of their fingers and their fingernails, like gluing gluing mm-hmm. the tips of their their fingers back together. Similar with uh, some musicians, like rock stars and what have you, putting super glue on on the ends of your fingers just to protect them a little bit. But there are there are other uses as well, aren't there? There's some within like a like a, a CSI style. Mate, this was going to be my takeaway because I liked it, but then I thought we should say it as a main thing. Yeah, CSI is used. There's a, there's a technique called cyanoacrylate fuming or superglue super fuming. So if they've got something that they think might have a fingerprint on, but they can't get it through normal methods, what they do is they take, let's imagine it's like a cup or a glass. They put the glass into uh, like a sealed, clean, medical, medically clean room. Then they fill that room full of superglue fumes so they heat the superglue up, so the fumes fill the room. The fumes of the cyanoacrylate, where there's liquid on the fingerprint, like we mentioned, it will react to that, just the fingerprint. And then when it reacts and it goes hard, where all the liquid is on the fingerprint, they can then, you know, stop fuming. And when they take the glass out, it will have like a superglue fingerprint on it. Nice. What a cool idea. Whose That's idea was that cool. like? Yeah, so yeah, apparently that's like actual that happens like now. It's not an old thing. They do it now. Cyanoacrylate fuming to I like find that. fingerprints. I like that. That's pretty good. I like it when people think of other uses for things that are already out there. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. There's um th- there are ways that you can make it even stronger. I was watching some some videos on this this week where if you mix it with baking soda, it becomes yeah. like absolutely rock solid, turns into turns into a plastic essentially doesn't it yeah apparently yeah the the baking soda create make the bond just make the bond these bonds that we were talking about these chains of bonds stronger somehow again i don't know if i believe that it felt like i was watching like the strange tiktok videos and you're like i don't know if this is true they're like they make this glue and then they can sand it down and stuff and it doesn't break or anything it, lo- it yeah. just looks like a piece of plastic yeah 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 but yeah but, I, I don't know. there are ways but there are there are some disadvantages that you've got with superglue. So you, if you've got this this substance, it's almost like, well, if it's that good and that strong, why don't we just build houses out of it? 
or something yeah. <laughs> if it's if it's that good but they're it's very expensive so that's why when you're buying it in those in the little Tiny containers tubes. it's it's very expensive and you've only got a short shelf life with it as well yeah. where as we as i said at the start you often go back to it and it's spoiled by the time you go back and it's it's <clears throat> it's ruined a little bit um other things is it's not very good at filling big gaps so that's where yeah. you it's for sticking two things together yeah and it's it's not really that durable so it's almost i, I read a good analogy brittle. this week yeah it's brittle isn't it it's, it's almost like where it? where pva glue that can be quite malleable and you can bend that can't you yeah but with super yeah. glue it's almost like you know a bit like glass it will smash or shatter it will then yeah. brittle and break so it, it doesn't really um doesn't really have that appeal to it which is which is a downside of it and the obvious thing we've sort of mentioned it already you've got a really short time to work with it because it reacts so quickly yeah you've got such a short time and it's so easy to get it stuck to your fingers. <laughs> it's like so yeah. easy to, to then get it in the wrong place of wherever you're trying to use it. That's part of why it doesn't stick to the tube. I Googled that. Why didn't it just stick to all the inside of the tube? The reason is the tube is absolutely airtight and completely bone dry. There's no liquid in the tube. Like they make sure of that. And then when you, when you squeeze it out, quite often the, the very top bit goes hard, doesn't it? But then the rest of it stays relatively usable because it's got this now like this film on the front of the tube. And then just over time, it starts, you know, all the reaction starts happening into the tube, I guess. Yeah. You can use it underwater, actually, That's a sim in a similar sort of way. Can you? You read that? Like, if you put a, big, a blob underwater, what happens is it reacts so quickly, it creates like a shell around itself. Like, all of it, all of the, the reactions start, like a blob. Imagine a blob of it yeah. goes into the water. All the way around the blob starts setting, and you create, it creates a shell, whereas... As it's working its way into itself, the middle stays quite sticky. So as long as you're relatively quick, you can you can create this underwater blob of it that creates its own shell. And then if you push this then shell that it's created that then splits itself, it then glues stuff underwater. Apparently. <laughs> well, the problem is where you've where you've got this and you've got this such a short working time with it that you're often in the situation when you're then trying to remove it from stuff as well. Not, not least you're trying to lose, you know, remove it from the, the undesired surfaces that you've managed to get it on, such as your skin. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's yeah. experienced that trying to glue or, something intricate together. And then all of a sudden your fingers stuck to it. It's like, how did that happen? Or when you stick together, your pot or pan, you then got, it dribbles out the sides and then you're like, Oh, it doesn't look as pretty as I thought it would. Like, you know what I mean, when you try and glue a plate back together, it looks like it's going to go perfect. But when you glue it together, <laughs> it all blodges up. Less is more, isn't it, actually, with super glue? That is one tip, almost. It's much, much less than you think you need. The more you use, the less strong the bond is. Because the more of the gap there is between the two things you're trying to glue, you want, like, drops of it. Um, exactly. But how do you remove it? Yeah, a few different ways. And this is maybe a good little tip. When you've got it on your fingers, it is so annoying. I mean, it won't harm you at all when it's on your fingers. Obviously, don't don't ingest it at all, but it won't harm you if it's on your fingers or what have you. But the easiest and quickest way to do it is just to use acetone, which is more commonly known as nail polish or nail, yeah, nail polish remover. Nail polish remover, which 
I, I didn't know that. I've never heard that as a little tip. So hopefully next time I'll be using that to get it off my fingers when I've been sticking something and it's accidentally got on my skin. Um, it should just flake off and just using soap, washing your hands. Apparently lemon juice is quite good as well. Or oh, rubbing your hands with margarine. I don't know, I've never done that. <laughs> washing your hands when your fingers are all stuck together though. Yeah, yeah, it all feels weird. Feels weird if you end up, yeah. If you've got a couple of fingers stuck together, you can start putting some soap on and and getting it, it um, getting it removed. It does when it gets on your hand. It does get warm, doesn't it? So when it when this reaction happens, the reaction it's called an exothermic reaction. That is, it creates heat as yeah. all these bonds are joining. There is a heat uh, um, like expenditure, like it warms up, which is why one of the other like things you shouldn't do is try and super glue like cotton wool together or anything particularly like kindling, anything particularly easy to catch fire. If you put too much on cotton wool, apparently cotton wool can catch fire. I reckon we should try this. I reckon we should just see, see what happens. Post a little video about it. All right. See well, how true that is. A couple of weeks ago, we didn't win the lottery. So let's see if we, uh, let's <laughs> see if we uh, can do this, but yeah, because cotton wool is notoriously good at catching fire. Like, yeah, you know, survivalists take it with them because you can stack it when it's easy to light. But yeah, just that heat from the um, the, the reaction, the chemical reaction, can set fire to it. Exactly. Yeah. What's the future of superglue then? What's the uh, the next thing? How sticky are we getting? Well, they're they're trying to get stickier and stickier with it, and so much so that they're trying to replicate some things that you find in nature. So there's there's actually something that's a stronger adhesive that's just naturally occurring which the problem is we can't actually harness it we can't then use that use it to our own um for our own means. so it, it's a bacteria that appears in freshwater environments it's called caulobacter crescentus Caulo, caulobacter crescentus um and it's just super super adhesive it's it's made up from these sugars and it's, it says glucose and xylose, whatever that is. But it's super, super sticky, this bacteria. And we've been trying to replicate it. We've been working with it. Scientists, not you and I. It's like the royal we. People have been working with it. But when they get it in a lab, it's so sticky. It just sticks to all their instruments. They then can't then properly yeah. work on it because it's just too sticky. So, yeah, so they, they can't come up with a with a way of replicating that yet. Um, but it's way stickier than super glue and has the power to be at least at minimum twice as sticky and uh, as strong as a as super glue is today. Interesting. Anything else? Didn't you learn something about geckos? That was it. So the only other thing is that we're also, scientists, are also then trying to figure out how they can replicate how sticky gecko Geckos are. They can just effort, effortlessly stay on the side of a wall for hours and hours. It takes, you know, no thinking at all. It's all due to they've got little tiny, tiny hairs. They've got thousands and thousands and thousands of hairs per millimeter on the end of their feet, which creates the stickiness. And again, we can't replicate that. So who knows? In the future, we might have an even stickier substance. But for now, we're going to have to live with super glue as being the best one for us. Interesting. Um, do if we've if we've sort of covered everything about super glue, cyanacrylate. Have you got a 
two guys one topic takeaway for us? Yep, this week I do. Superglue is known as a generic trademark, which is that thing where a brand name becomes so linked to the product that it is, it essentially becomes that product. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we refer to all glues as super glues now. Yep. But super glue is a brand. You know, a couple, another very famous is Sellotape. And I was just reading like about that and how it's great if your company or Hoover, I yeah. don't know, people call that vacuum, I guess, sometimes. But we in England, we'd, we'd say Hoover, wouldn't we? I mean, yeah. vacuum clean. The, the problem is that's great, but you can lose your trademark to it because everyone just knows it now. So you do. You can't stop other people calling their superglue anymore because everybody just knows it as that thing. So, so companies and governments like they won't they won't stop it happening. So Google are actively trying to dis- discourage people from saying like I, you say it, I say it, I'm just going to Google it. Yeah. To mean I'm going to so Google have told dictionaries and like people like that when someone says I'm going to Google it. The, the definition means to use the Google search engine to obtain information on the internet. They're uh, trying okay. to like actively stop people. Use it, it. Is it to become a verb to say I'm going to yeah. Google something? Is That's that a right. verb? Yeah, it becomes a verb instead. Yeah. So yeah, I thought so, I was so so one. If if whatever it is your thing becomes so synonymous with just day to day life, then other companies can then say, well, that patent isn't valid anymore, yeah. and then they can then just use it yeah. to their own advantage. So things like Jacuzzi. Did you know Jacuzzi is an actual company? No, I didn't know that. So to say I'm going to go get a Jacuzzi, but like it, it, you're not going to get a Jacuzzi Jacuzzi. I'm going to go and get a B&Q Jacuzzi. Like, it's <laughs> not, I mean, do you know Jacuzzi was on? Memory Stick. Did you know Sony trademarked Memory Stick? Okay. Onesie. Onesie's a trademark. Um, Plasticine. Tupperware is a very famous one. Uh, rollerblade, thermos, going to get a thermos flask. Are you going to get a thermos flask? Yeah. Or are you going to get a flask that acts like a thermos flask? Zimmer frame, Velcro, Vaseline, loads of them, loads and loads of them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that is what superglue is. It's one of them. Okay. It, you know, we, we refer to superglue as, as a thing, but it's actually a, a brand. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Did you, did you learn anything like totally random this week? Yeah, I've got a two guys, one topic takeaway. So where where is it, Liam? Where do you store your superglue? junk drawer and do you know you're storing it wrong well, i'm not in a junk drawer of all the other junk you are <laughs> you're storing well, it in the wrong place so it, where should it be stored? shouldn't be in a drawer what you should be doing is you should be storing it in the fridge ah okay so why is that then? Do you know what, what it does is you should be storing it you should put it in a, a zip seal bag and put it in the fridge yeah. and then what that'll mean is that it will then uh, extend its freshness for about three years it's saying so superglue has a, a use of about six months from the manufacturers but if you store it in the fridge it will stop all that reacting that's going on inside and that moisture then making it go a bit funny and you'll have your superglue last a whole lot longer so put it in a little zip seal bag keep it in the fridge and you'll have nice fresh superglue but I haven't got room in my fridge. All I've got is other jars that I've kept that have gone mouldy and Tupperware's full of stuff that I thought I was going to eat three weeks ago. This is now sitting in the back of the fridge. <laughs> I'll save that for later. No, I won't. Later in the month. Uh, oh, dear. Yeah. So yeah, that's anyway. that's my little my little tip for you. But yeah, interesting topic. I didn't I didn't know much um, or anything about this. Oh, one one of the other quick little things just to add that Harry Coover, he, because of this, 
He then got inducted into the National Inventor Hall of Fame in 2004. So he's yeah. he's recognized and he had hundreds of other inventions attributed to him, mainly around this sort of space. But yeah, one interesting topic. Yeah, so it turns out it wasn't invented for the war, which is what I've always thought, but it was used in the war to stick people back together, which, so I was pretty close to what I knew. Yeah, and I, I yeah, it came about by accident, but then got uninvented and then got reinvented. Like, I, I just always think that's quite interesting. Like, you had it and then you didn't have it, then you had it again. Like, Definitely. just just die of sauce, by Definitely. the way. Go and listen to that episode. Definitely. Yeah, really liked it. Fun topic, that. Good one to um, to get into. Very random and just learn a little bit more about. Hopefully, you listening as well, you've managed to learn a little bit about Superglue this week and we'd love to hear what your thoughts were on it. If you want to get in contact with us, get us on our socials at Two Guys One Topic on Twitter, X, Facebook, Instagram. Get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with you next Tuesday. But until then, get out there and go and learn yourself some Cyanoacrylate Eastman 910 Loctite Superglue 404 knowledge. <laughs>